Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Capitalist Investor. As always, you have me, Diamond Hands D, and we have the A-team back together this week, Tony the Tiger and Cool Hands Luke. How we doing, boys? Doing good, man. Coming back from, from vacation. Yeah, how was that vacation? I went to Ocean City, Maryland, and um, we stayed in this like condo complex, I had a nice pool, nice private like beach and stuff, but like one of the... One of the staples is about less than maybe a quarter mile from the the condo complex is this like this bar and at at happy hour they got uh, five out five dollar orange crushes but dollar oysters oh and they were delicious. <laughs> what was your uh, the max you ate? You know what I was going back and forth the very first day. I, I only ate twelve. I'd go there like. I went there three or four days. Those are rookie, rookie numbers. Twelve. It's like twelve. And then the one time I ordered fifteen, and everyone started looking at me like fifteen. What are you? I'm like, well, I didn't want to go twenty four. I didn't want to go twelve. I landed on fifteen, and everyone's did it. It was turned into a ten minute beat down. Of my fifteen oysters. Like they're only a dollar. Lay off. Judging me. Judging. But I did have one of the best um, crab. Crab rolls or, or uh, lobster rolls. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It was just like so much meat, and they put on like Texas toast. And, it's nice buttery. Oh, it was oh, yeah. man- oh, some mayonnaise and mixed in. And oh, I ate like three of those. Like, <laughs> Did like, you listen to our podcast last week? I did not. Did I miss? What did I miss? Yeah, you missed how much I missed you. I talked, <laughs> I talked, about, how, talked about how lonely I was in life and how I need Tony in my life. So, oh, my God. Man. Check that out, man. I, I think I have to listen about. You know how much we were getting I was deep. Me it's Derek, true, yeah. Me and Derek getting real really? deep about oh, yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, let me fact. Hey, Chris, our engineer, is that true? Were they missing me? I started off. He was. I'm like, I'm the most lonely guy in the world right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so lonely. So we, what are we talking about? So we, we talked about being <clears throat> what lonely last week, and then how we talked about how uh, you know, you know, there's there's good things and bad things in life. So what what good and bad things are we talking about today, Derek? <laughs> yep. Um, so excellent segue. So we'll talk about uh, the U.S. recession odds might be coming down, according to some. Uh, so that uh, hopefully keep it upbeat at the beginning here. Uh, we'll talk about uh, oil. You know, got some uh, more uh, well extension of some production cuts. So we'll talk about what that means. And then we'll go into the labor market a little bit, talk about uh, where unemployment is, and then kind of segue that into canceled. Um, might be working from home, might be getting uh, canceled. You, you never know. When, oh, who who would have thought that? <laughs> I'm pretty sure we said that a year ago. Yeah. Right? But anyway. Uh, so, wait, wait, wait. For the last week's show, what you guys, I, I did see the one clip on, on Facebook or something. It was like one of our 30 second shorts or whatever. And you guys were talking about something popping up all, all over the place. You, you were having a discussion. And what did you say keeps on popping up? Do you remember? Uh, the market. <laughs> um, give me one second. No, it, it was, it was my Twitter now. Yeah. All right. Well, I, the Just one call th- me out in the spot, you know? Yeah. I don't remember. Honestly, last yeah. week we were talking about, as I posted on Twitter, I believe. Yeah. yeah I don't know. It was on Facebook or something, but, but what the one thing that keeps on, like you guys met, you were talking about something and I'm like, if I was there, I'd been talking about all of the freaking car washes that are popping up. I don't know what the fact. Oh, I think the- we're talking about like, um, the, the the self storage spaces. Uh, yeah, yes. those are popping yeah. up, and I'm like, 
I never see anybody really there, but I guess you drop it off once and never go back. Yep. So yeah. That's why you won't well, see well, Derek, about Derek's that. got a Are they full? Space. Are these yeah. places full? They must be because they as soon everywhere. as we talked about that, they were building a giant building next to the Costco I go to. Mm-hmm. And uh, this last week, self-storage got slapped right up see, there. I'm just tired of everyone listening to Capitalist Investor <laughs> and just taking our good ideas and running with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I know it's all these damn car washes. I, I don't understand how and money what the fashion like Walter White. Oh, so <laughs> the uh, car car washes are great cash flow business. Mm-hmm. Are, are they? Yeah, no, one, no, I know they are subscription models. Buying, like they they rock. Like they're forty bucks a month. Like it's you know what cash flow you're getting in. You know what who, how many people you need to hire to support. You know how many cars you got per month. I mean, it's a very a business big business you can you can model things around your cash flow right it's, mm-hmm. it's cool i like that so when people are getting squeezed in their pockets are they gonna drop 15 to 25 dollars on a car wash i was talking to a guy actually um this past weekend labor day weekend um he owns some napa stores snap auto parts yeah and i think cars are actually one of them talking let's get off topic i love this um, <laughs> the uh car industry is actually we have the oldest fleet ever yeah. in cars i think mm-hmm. we're now approaching 13 years old as the average car on that's, the road that's bananas to me it is um so when I, you talk about i car don't see washes, many i don't see many 13 year old cars because yeah. if that's the average then what's the top end somebody driving around a 20 year old car yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm like, what? I don't see any I mean, cars I, from 2000 that often. Yeah. I mean, I 2003. Yeah, my, <laughs> uh, my girlfriend's parents just got a new car, and yeah. they they usually drove around 15, 20 year car. He's got hmm. like ten cars, but they were all in the, <laughs> the, two, the early two thousands. Um, but yeah, so thirteen year old car fleet. I think a lot of people would rather try to maintain their used car at this point, which includes car washes, which includes auto parts stores like Napa, mm-hmm. Advanced Auto Parts, O'Reilly. Um, that's why I see O'Reilly rocking. Advanced Auto Parts has had some balance sheet issues, which is why the stock could cut like down 70%. Um, but O'Reilly is like at all-time highs. Right. Um, and what my, you know, talking to the Napa guy, he said the same thing. Like People are... Business has been rocking, even though we talk about you know downturn and some sort of spending in some parts of the economy. People aren't turning down... you know. You know, decreasing their spending on auto parts and well, they have to because cars. they don't want to buy a new car that's exactly. up forty percent. So that's my point with car washes. Is yep. I think people would rather wash your car, and maintain it. I like than... washing my own car. I'm weird. Yeah. Like that. I, lo- I, no, I love I'm... it. My dad, my dad would get mad at me. For I love it because then when I take it through a car wash, then I get those like scratches, like the fine scratches, like bothers me. I don't know. And and Chemical Brothers best. Thing. If you're gonna wash your own car, that is the best you know, place, we were the best website. Two weeks ago, about me cutting grass and outsourcing it. Sometimes I can't do that. I can't it. do that. I will. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> so I'll, I'll wash my. You cut. You come cut your. You come cut my grass. I'll wash your car. Deal. That's a deal. I'll, I'll take you up on that. You, you, don't got, you got about half an acre, right? Uh, something like yeah, that. It's not. It's, it's it should take you like forty minutes, yeah, 50, fifty minutes. I don't know. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, let's get into it. Get off um, my nice. Like, <laughs> it's nice. over. You're welcome. So, um, so Goldman um, dropped their recession odds down from twenty percent down to fifteen percent. Um, citing, you know, basically cooling inflation, which we'll talk about. Um, obviously the job market is still very robust. Um, and they, in, in there, they mentioned that they think, uh, we're done with rate hikes. Um, and I noticed that the rate hike rate hike in September odds went down to like 7% or something like that. Um, Bloomberg consensus is still around 60%. So, you know, this is lower than, than most. Uh, but they have reduced it. So we've been talking recession a lot here. Um, 
you know, everyone was basically saying is definitely going to happen uh, when we were, when we started the year. And now basically everyone's saying, you know, odds aren't that great. So, you know, what do you guys think? Um, recession odds for back half of this year, start of next year. I first want to just pose the question. I think this is the most important part that's not discussed um, in this environment. What is a recession? Like, what is a hard landing, soft landing? What is a recession? Uh, like, I mean, I mean got, that's, you got your you got your technical answer of two well, okay, outside GDP of growth. Ne- two negative quarters because apparently that's not the re- definition anymore because we already had a recession by those terms, right? <laughs> right. What would you guys? I guess outside of just trying to define it outright, what is the most important part to determine? Hey, we are possibly in this recession that we always talk about. Like, what is the most important thing you guys need to see happen? I, I mean, I, I think like back in two thousand and eight. You know, the biggest thing was, you know, having a job was a big deal. Right. Um, having money to go and do stuff like going out to dinner was uh, a luxury, yeah. not not something like, hey, we're just going to go do it, you know, because I'm flush with cash. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I think like the, the tightening of the consumer is, is such a big thing and, and actually worrying about having a job, not like, hey, I'm going to well, I got three job offers. That, that's right. not a recession. So do you, Tony, it's all about the labor market. I do. I, I think if you're if you're employed, you have a positive state of mind. You're you're paying your bills, you're saving money, and you're providing for your family. Yeah. yeah. So that uh, it's American dream right there, right? You know, doing those things, having a good job, and, yeah, and I mean, being Derek a, and I talked about the American dream last oh, week too. Oh, <laughs> we did. Changing <laughs> definitions. <clears throat> yep. Possibly. Anyway. All right. Labor market for Tony. Dean, anyway, what do you yeah. got? Yeah, you know, I was, you know, the. I think our economy is something like 70% made up of uh, consumer spending. So obviously the job market um, is going to be key. And, you know, like Tony said, you know, last time we were in a a real deep recession, you know, that was kind of right just after, you know, we've gotten out of school. Um, It was it was hard to find a job. You know, you could just kind of feel, you know, that things weren't as good as they clearly are right now. And I think that's why. Um, you know, you can't really have a recession with 3.5 or 3.8% unemployment like, like we have right now. Um, and I think, you know, like we've been talking about all year, um, the, the inflation and, and spending power, right? So we talk about consumer spending being uh, a big chunk of the economy. If we don't, you know, if we're getting less and less for our dollars, you know, that's going to hurt the economy overall too. So keeping an eye on that inflation number, uh, I think it actually did tick back up um, in the most recent um, reading in July. Um it was 3.2% year over year inflation, which was, um, you know, plus 0.2% from the month before or something like that. So, you know, it's, it's something with so much money out there that inflation is going to continue to be a persistent issue and something that's well, going to they, they can't the mess up the inflation thing. Yeah. You know, that they, they messed that back up in the eighties. Right. Yeah. And, and, and it, they, 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 they and I say Jay, Jay Powell and the Fed, um, Paul Volcker. <laughs> but I mean, but if they mess this up, this is really bad because I think once inflation starts taking off again, it's going to be hard to, re- you know, reel it back in, and and it's already spiking. So there's no way in hell they're they're going to cut. So higher for longer is definitely here to stay, and. What's the difference? Okay, they don't hike in September, but they do in November. Like, what yep. they do? They're mm-hmm. still get. They still probably have to hike because 
inflation spiked again. And and I'm I'm very curious on what what why they wouldn't. So I have an inflation take and I have a debt take or yep. I have a um recession take. Um and I've been pretty outspoken about this the past couple of weeks um, through different venues, I guess, of talking about it. I, I think – so back in the 80s, look back at the 80s. One of the reasons why we had inflation in the first place and rebound in inflation was the um, crude oil shock. Oil was mm-hmm. – you know, the prices of oil was rising because geopolitical com- you know, conflicts, um, production estimates, things like that. Um, we were very reliant on oil back then in the economy. We still are very reliant on oil. But the one difference is, is that engines – and efficiencies within our energy output have become a lot more efficient over the years because of how technology's changed and we're able to process oil much cleaner, much better. Um, so we're actually less from a you know pound for pound kind of you know comparison. We are less reliant on oil now than we were back then. So oil is maybe even if gas prices rising, which we'll talk about later on. Even though with that rising, that might not be the sole factor contributing to reinflation or rising inflation possibly down the road. What I think is the new factor, which is really where you need to pay attention to the recession, are debt levels. I think debt is the new um, inflationary um, substitute for oil back in the 80s. The fact that we can keep this economy running with debt, whether it's borrowing for mortgages, whether it's borrowing for cars, whether it's borrowing for credit cards, that's going to keep the economy afloat. So I think what you need to pay attention to is revolving credit. The $1 trillion in outstanding revolving credit um, in the current economy with $6 trillion available, What everyone cites that that rising is a bad thing. I think that when that stops rising, that's the worst possible scenario because when that stops rising, that means I don't think that they're paying off debts. I think that means people are finally cutting back their spending. So it goes back to spending. But what I would look at is the rising debt levels to gauge spending in the economy. So if that rises to one point five trillion, two trillion, and then it kind of flat plateaus, flattens from there, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the the where we kind of bottom and say, okay, the economy is really bad. Yeah, so when, when they stop spending. So let's talk about that really quick because, um, you know, as in this conversation with Goldman Sachs, you know, guy that came out and said they're trimming the recession odds, they had that interview with Yahoo Finance. So the the back and forth between Goldman and Yahoo in this this article, um, you know, some of the stuff was really surprising to me. It was like, all right, you know, Yahoo was like, hey, what about, you know, oil is now approaching $90 a barrel. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So in the, I think in one of the podcasts before summertime, I, I said gas will, you know, gasoline will be near $4 by the end of summer. Yeah. Um, didn't really get there, but <laughs> who knows what could happen next week, right? Um, but it, it's getting there. It's about $3.80. And... I don't think gas prices have caught up to the 30% increase of $70 a barrel uh, when we were supposed to fill up our strategic reserves, but we didn't do that. But anyway, moving on. Um, (laughs) When when is gasoline? Because gasoline was what? Maybe three... 10 320 yeah during mm-hmm. a 30% increase is $4 yeah. we're not we're almost getting there and when we do that's that's an I always felt like gasoline and food is in and housing those are the three things that really suck up everyone's money well use it's, it's the comparison to like 
interest rates. When the Federal Reserve increases interest rates, there's a media impact in some parts of the economy, but there's like a lag effect in long, long in a lot of parts of the economy, right? So oil prices are the same thing. It takes a long time for oil prices. When oil price prices rise, look how many items are made with oil, plastics, you know, tires, whatever it be. Like that takes time to trickle throughout, and that will eventually increase, you know, gas prices. It's not necessarily immediate impact all the time. Yeah. What also is interesting is we just heard the news yesterday that OPEC. You know, cut supply estimates for heading into the winter, right? So the reason you, you cut supply is because you either think they're not going to be used as much because maybe U.S. is entering, you know, a winter time. But that being said, other parts of the world are entering summertime. So I don't. That's not a huge, you know, I guess comparison. Yeah. Or because you think that you know people are going to use less because they're not going to, tra- you know, they're, they're, there's a recession and that we're not going to be buying as many goods. I mean, yeah, you have to pose that question. Well, as just well. because we don't have a recession, I mean, think of like China. They're bigger than us. Look at Germany. And, 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 well, I mean, China's a bigger is bigger than us population wise and just you know all that stuff and they're going through an economic downturn yeah they're 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 probably in a recession well, germany's pmi came at the lowest level since 2020 i think last week okay that's a that's an important stat no one talks about right so yeah i mean again the u.s is the last one to fall because we're the strongest per se we guess we have right. the strongest dollar which yeah and, and you, you you meant you 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 said something that resonated with me is that like when we stop spending in putting things on credit cards is a time to worry. Yeah. And think about this. So like the, you know, in that, that conversation between Yahoo and, and Goldman, um, Yahoo is like, well, okay, well the, the student, you know, student loan payments yeah. are going to be starting up. And, you know, Goldman's just like, Oh, well that, you know, it's going to be a modest drag. And I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, who's got the most debt. And I came up with millennials. Yeah. Right. And what do they like to spend their money on? Travel, eating out, and electronics. That sounds like all the discretionary stuff that builds our economy. And when they get tapped out, because now they're now they got five to thousand dollar college payments have are starting back up. Like yeah. they can't travel and they can't eat out and they can't buy phones and electronics. So Okay, maybe maybe this takes this is a big cycle. So for them to come out and say, hey, we're probably, you know, going from 20 percent to 15 percent prediction of a recession in 2024 or in the next 12 months, they say it could just take a little bit while to catch up. But I don't know. It was just it was just so bananas to me that nearly every analyst was predicting a recession this year and it didn't happen. That's or crazy, or or did, did it? Or did we? And they just and, and, and it's just being delayed because of that. Or I, I actually I used or the, the numbers just don't support it I because GDP growth. Reason. How much of it, Luke? Do you know how much came from the government spending? Um, do you, I, I, off the top I, of my head, I don't know the exact numbers, but I know yeah. a lot of it. Uh, you're right. <laughs> so I mean, GDP growth is expected to be almost six percent for the third quarter, right? I pose this question: Is it really growth in the economy if we're just borrowing future growth to pay for or future earnings to pay for current growth? Is it really growth when inflation <sighs> over the past year is still at four percent or so, and we're growing at six? I mean, is it really growth? I mean, or is it just that prices of goods are more expensive, and that's why GDP is up? Well, like, think about think about a house, man, like. Uh, mortgage applications are down almost 30% year over year. Um, I ca- I kind of did a back of the envelope math is that, you know, the housing industry is about 15% of our GDP. That thing's dead as a doornail. So yeah. where's the rest of the growth coming from? <laughs> because right now you can't even buy a house without spending 60% more money than you did 12 to 18 months ago. So one of the, my favorite things that, that, that about, industry is dead. We talk about GDP, but we don't talk about GDI. 
gross domestic income. And I don't want to get too nerdy here, even though I'm a nerd. Um, GDI and GDP are, are gauging basically the same thing, but just different metrics. Okay. Income, GDI measures more profits and income throughout an economy. GDP measures more about output, right? Mm-hmm. GDI is not looking hot. GDI is like pretty crappy because incomes are down on a relative basis compared to inflation. Um, profits, margins are down yeah. substantially by prof, you know, companies because of inflation, because of input prices, things like that, right? Um, so even though GDP is looking hot because we're still producing, manufacturing, we're still ser- actually we're service economy, so we're still, you know, people still spending money on services. The fact that GDI is down tells two different stories. So the fact that the only difference, the only thing that can gauge the difference between GDI and GDP is the debt bridge. That's the only thing that can because people, if incomes and profits are down, the only thing to make GDP better then is that that. That debt is then refinancing or financing the lower income, lower profits. Yeah, I mean, so I, that, I that's the debt problem. That's I, so I, I say we're in a debt recession. That won't be considered a recession until incomes or people stop spending. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just, you know, one thing that I think we'll end on. I just, I mean, we're in an earnings, we're in an earnings recession. There has been margin compression for several quarters now, and I don't know how long companies can continue to lose money even though that sales growth is up but they're they're still getting squeezed so that's going to be Did pushed you see on earnings projections for 2024 almost 12 percent earnings growth <laughs> bananas ain't it i mean yeah i mean that being said earnings this year came in harder than everyone thought but hey if that one trillion dollars revolving credit goes to three trillion over the next year maybe we could hit those earnings estimates but we just take out debt to do it i don't know like that's the thing we have to play in the ball the, the ball game's changed 20 years ago, people didn't have access to as much credit. People didn't spend on credit cards as much. You know, the fact that we do have access to credit, the game's changed. So we have to gauge. Maybe they will hit 12% earnings growth next year in the economy. But will it be used for you know, current incomes? Will it be used for, is it good growth? I think the question, bigger question you need to ask is, is it good growth or bad growth in the economy? You grow you grow at twelve percent, but it cost you twenty. Exactly, <laughs> that's my point. Yeah, so that's 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 kind of the environment we're in. So I don't know. It's something to think about. Yep. All right. Government spending uh twenty or thirty seven percent of GDP in twenty twenty two. Boom ball. Yep. It's in twenty twenty three. I wonder. Well, it was we'll up to about twenty five percent. Inflation reduction act or whatever infrastructure spending just finally hit the economy, so that money is now pouring into the economy too, mm-hmm. which is more government stimulus. But anyway, all right. Well, we're kind of hitting all these topics as we go, um, but you know, we uh, we mentioned it already. Um, Saudi Arabia extending their million barrel a day uh, cut through the end of the year, which has really been one of the main causes of the spike that we've seen recently. Uh, Tony mentioned it already, $86 a barrel currently, uh, $3.81 was a historical high for this time of year. Uh, that we just hit and you know it's the end of the summer and it's almost four dollars a a gallon so i think tony was pretty pretty spot on with his prediction uh, prediction fire yeah <laughs> and, and just think about this it was five dollars back in june of 2022 yeah so a year ago it was five dollars went down to three why why wouldn't it normalize at four yeah so we'll see what happens but um but you also have the airlines coming out saying um, they're warning of spikes in fuel costs. That sounds like uh, higher prices to travel, higher prices to move um, freight. Freight, yeah, yeah, whatever you want to call it, whatever we're buying, or you know, whether it's commodities or durable goods or whatnot. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's uh, that'll be hitting us soon too. So this inflation thing, man, is is what is really gonna 
crush the consumer. I know it's down to th- what three four percent now, but <laughs> not when everything else like it it everything stayed elevated. Yeah, and and mm-hmm. now everything needs to catch up. And I know wages didn't go up sixty percent year over year. So well, the higher that um oil goes, and uh, the more um, that impacts our life. Uh, from an inflationary standpoint, I think that gives more leeway for nuclear energy just to keep on making it through. Nuclear is the cleanest energy, you know, out there that no one talks about because it doesn't fit liberals' agenda. So, yeah. you know, stocks like CCJ, which is stock we own and the most majority of our portfolios, you know, Cameco, um, yep. stock's been rocking. Yeah, th- uranium has been rocking. I yeah, mean, uranium. I think in our tactic in our tactical sleeve, we we own uranium, or yeah. we have owned it for quite some time. So all the things we're talking about gives leeway for nuclear to become more important in our everyday life. Yeah. It's just a, it's just very dangerous if something goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Why we got really smart people keeping yeah. an eye on it, right? <laughs> I actually saw that on Twitter over the weekend. Um, building of a nuclear reactor, and like the rebar that they have yeah. at the bottom yeah. for where, where all the concrete goes on top is insane. All right, well, let's get into our, our last topic here. So uh, unemployment finally starting to creep up a little bit. We've talked about this year too. Um, you know, three uh, up from 3.5 to 3.8. You know, the number that I saw, you know, that I was um, paying attention to, uh, the job openings hit a two-year low um, down to 8.8 million. Um, so, you know, we've been talking about that number for a while. Um, so what do you guys think? You know, we talked about, you know, obviously the employment number being one of the key drivers to if we get a recession or not. Um, you think you think the the labor market's going to tighten up at all, or do you think more of the same? Oh, just breaking news: Americans are defaulting on their credit cards and auto loans at levels not seen since the financial crisis. Oh yeah, good there news. Go. Guys. Um, I think <laughs> big thing with labor market or um the unemployment rate. One of the biggest things that people are citing is that labor force participation participation went out up um you know over the past couple months, which means people are getting back to work. Right. So the question you need to ask when unemployment rises, are people losing their jobs more? Or is it because people are there's more people actually in the workforce increasing the number? Right. Mm-hmm. So I guess the bigger question is what if people are getting back to work and that's the reason we saw 3.5 to 3.8, where are they coming from? Why weren't they in the workforce to begin with? Yeah. I, and I was, I was having this conversation with Mark yesterday and um, the conversation just a kind of a roundabout way of the thing on unemployment was we like lost like 700,000 jobs, but we gained a million. So, 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 so 670,000 full-time jobs, right. we gained a million part-time jobs. Right. So, I mean, that is that people, you know, some of the, is that people now picking up two side jobs yeah, to, to equal we have one? The highest since the financial or, crisis. Or, or is our full-time people now getting a part-time job to keep up with the bills, right? I, I don't know. Um I'd say that, probably both. I would say it's both too. But I mean, think about think about like what a, a part time employee does versus a full time. I'm talking about all those benefits and things like that. I mean, uh, employers would probably prefer to have two part time than one full time because it might be cheaper, right? You insurance know, it, because yeah. the insurance, the 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 benefits, all that stuff. So I'm gonna start slinging cocktails on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tom Cruise. <laughs> all right, be fun though, actually. So uh, canceled this week. So uh, Meta starts its uh, return to the office policy, mandating three in-person days for some workers. When, so. Whenever I heard, whenever I hear the 
word meta and Facebook. I just get angry now. <laughs> I don't know what it is about that company. Zuckerberg's face just makes me Yeah, it's just very it's just very angry. <laughs> and 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 then then we saw that I saw this topic we want to discuss and I'm like who the hell still works from home? I I don't know. I a lot of people I, I traffic is back. I don't know. I I travel to work every day. I never I never worked from home. We we shut down for two weeks and we came back to work. You know, like so it was never a stay at home thing. But I mean, are there a lot of people still working from home? A lot of people are hybrid now. A lot of mm-hmm. people I know really they work from home three days out of the week or in office two days or mm-hmm. opposite and work from home three days or work in the office three days and work from home two. There's a lot of hybrid people, um, and I think it really just depends on the type of career that you have or yeah. You know, I agree. I, but that being said, the problem with work from home, I'd say, it's sometimes my the problem with the world now. Sometimes your younger generations they look at the job just as a job. They don't look at their job like a career, mm-hmm. right? They think it's okay. So for me, go collect a paycheck, like to make my money, right? But they're not looking to the future, like what kind of growth do I need to keep on growing? What kind of growth do I need to to get to where I want to? When you know, make sure I'm outpacing inflation when it comes to income. So I think when it, working from home, like the problem is most people are just having a job and, and won't grow as much. I mean, that's the problem. And I think that being forced back to the office actually is helping these people out mm-hmm. from a career standpoint. I completely agree with you. I, I think that that is very well said because that's what it feels like. Because when you're out there talking with people and they're, you know, asking you, hey, you know, are you back in the office yet? It, it, it feels like there's a lot of people working remotely all the time still. Yeah. Um, and like Tony said, you know, we, we haven't really done that. Um, so it's there's there's just no when we talked about productivity there's just no way you're 20 20 percent bloomberg did a study uh, yeah. if you work from home you're 20 percent less productive yep so that's what one day a week that's exactly right <laughs> yep so you're so. missing out one day a week of work essentially mm-hmm. working from home if you work five days a week then why why do why then why is the mentality like doing the hybrid why why is doing a hybrid work model still a thing because it's, you're making them happy i guess because it's competitive mm. for employees Right. Right. But then what happens when competition for employees isn't as high as it was? And then you can pick and choose and fire somebody yep. very easily. Right. I think it's just the environment we were in. It was hard. I mean, it's hard to get good employees. I mean, I, every business owner you talk to, I've talked to, is like, you know, I, we can't find people that do their damn job. Right. Or if they do do their damn <laughs> job, they're, 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 they want all the perks and benefits yep. and yeah. whatever it be. I mean, it's just that's the environment we've lived in since COVID. Yep. And it sets bad precedents. I mean, look at, Theft. I mean, I don't want to bring this up to this whole thing as well, but fifty billion, a hundred billion. We talked about that in four years. We talked about that before. But why do you think that happened? I, I got asked about it yesterday. I wish I kind of had this on top of my mind. I talked about social media being the, one of the biggest impacts, but one of the other things is precedents that were set during COVID, like all the stimmy money, all the unemployment benefits. Like people got used to a certain style of living, and then when you take that away from them, they get mad. They want more. Yeah. They riot. Well, that, that's why. Theft, that's why crime going goes back up. to work. Full time is going to be a difficult so hurdle. Student loans, paying back student loans are going to be a difficult hurdle. I think 60, 70% of people say they're not going to pay them back. They said, F this. I'm not paying back my loans. Yeah. Well, good because luck. Guess good what? good luck racking up your credit card debt when your credit gets smashed. Well, guess what then? The next narrative will be hey, let's forgive credit card debt. Let's forgive yeah. $10,000 in credit card debt. Boom ball. I like it. Let's go. <laughs> Rack them up. <laughs> this is uh, weird, guys. I don't know, man. It's. Um, like I said, man, I, I think I mentioned it. The, the millennials have spend, a, you know, they're going to be the ones probably burning a lot of that 
you know, student debt turning back on and look at what they spend their money on, you know, like kind of entertainment items. So we'll see how that works out. Hey, I also read that being a pessimist decreases your lifespan by 30%. When are we going to have a happy show? So I'm going to be optimist. (laughs) I'm going to say we will always get through this because American, the American dream, like we talked about last week. Um, one of the best parts about America is that we always come ahead and uh, we always find solutions to big problems. And um, I'm confident that we'll be able to do that because we have intelligent people like Derek and Tony that are running <laughs> crap. So. And another um, good thing about America, football starts this week. Ooh. So probably should have told you before the show, but Super Bowl predictions. You guys got any? Ooh. Do you want to think about one? Someone Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> Against two. I'm going to go uh, the Cincinnati Bengals beating the Eagles. Cincinnati can't beat the Browns, though. Yeah, that's true. The Browns have a good chance on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, but we haven't won a home opener in 20 years either. I'm just going to go Kansas City versus Cincinnati. Hmm. What about Philly? I mean, they. I, I think Philly's got a, you know, another year under um, Hertz belt. Yep. He's got two great receivers. They got uh, they they got a great running. They got four running backs that, you know, if one goes down, they're not, you know, squirming to find that. And mm-hmm. their defense is solid enough. So I have an invite code for a uh, hundred dollars in free bets. That if anyone wants one, it gets me a hundred dollars too. I've been using that a lot recently because I I don't put any money gambling anymore because I really lose every time. So I just use free bets. <laughs> Who knows, man? Maybe uh, what's it? What is that? Uh, Sunshine? What's his name down in uh, Jacksonville? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> um, he showed some promise last year. That that's a that's a dark horse uh, playoff team for me. Yep, they could because be good. they they could be good. He could be a lot sharper than he was last year, uh, and he started showing some promise. Um, so mark that down. Jacksonville. Right. Dark. I horse. do think the Steelers could be a dark horse. I really with do. their cor- they don't have a good quarterback. I think he Pickett can can no he can't. No, not, you cannot a, win a cor- you cannot win a Super Bowl without a good quarterback. And that dude, maybe I'll be wrong, but that dude does. He, he's not jumping off the fantasy football league, you know. Draft. Well, boards, I'll tell you that. We'll talk about it at the end of the year. I guess so. All right, <laughs> all right. I'll okay. take Trevor Lawrence over Pickett Pickett <laughs> any day of the week. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Good show this week. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, hit us up at info at swpconnect.com, and we'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed in the podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any investment, legal, financial, or tax strategy. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. Please consult a qualified professional about your individual needs.